Hello. Hello hi. and welcome. Hi. Hi, Viv. Sorry, I'm having some water. Hi, Nissa. Welcome hi. to um, Viv and Nissa's Infinite Watch List, where we are watching all the shows that have been on our watch list. And we started with Dead Like Me. And we're going on episode seven now. So, you know, now. it's working. We're watching it. We're watching all the shows. Yeah, um, I'm really happy with this um, suggestion, with this show, starting with it. So I am, I'm really excited. So what have you been watching or listening this week? I know there has been some, <laughs> some things on the news. Whatever could you be talking about? <laughs> Yes, the fucking slap. Oh the my god. Slap. Oh Jesus. So I okay, so watching the Oscars, I was watching the Oscars um with my friend Miles, who is in England, mm -hmm. and we were kind of texting back and forth watching it. So when the whole thing went down, yes. I thought at first it was a joke. I mm -hmm. thought it was like a whole bit, right? Um but here they were able to, they, the sound just went off, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, what happened to the sound? But in England, they didn't because oh. they didn't have time to cut the feed to the sound. So, so Miles heard the whole thing. And then all of a sudden the show went off the air. Okay. So like, what just happened? So it went off the air in both places? No, or in, here? In, his feed in English. His went feed, off the okay. okay. Here, the sound went off. The sound, okay. right? So that's when I, why why I was confused because I the whole time I thought it was a joke, mm -hmm. and then Miles was like, oh, "I don't think this is a joke," because he could hear what was mm -hmm. being said. So yeah, there's so many um, things about that that um, first of all. I'm sorry, Academy, but the fact that he did that and then he got to sit back and enjoy the show and even get an award and given a platform for that bullshit crying. Yeah. Um, I don't even like everything he said was so, so self-serving. Yeah. And the whole like love makes you do crazy things. No, motherfucker. Yeah. To quote... To quote, <laughs> I just watched SNL. <laughs> and Michael Che could not have put it better. Tell He's me. like, no, love doesn't make you do crazy things. Crazy makes you do crazy things. Amen. And that is exactly, there's so many things that I um, find disgusting about the whole situation. Um, um, do you know who... Um, do you know Fran Lebowitz, the the writer? Yes. Yeah, she she wrote a great thing about the whole thing. But one of the points she made, because um, she went down like <laughs> the whole this. She started with why do the Oscars even still exist? Thank like you. you know these people don't need any more accolades. Mm -mm. They're good. Mm -hmm. All the people at the Oscars are good. Are they good. get enough money and they get enough attention. We don't we don't need to give them more. Mm -mm. But um, one of the things she said that I thought was um, great was, A, um, 
the people that still that still are hanging on to he was defending his wife which is bull bullshit shit. <laughs> he did that for himself mm-hmm. and as Fran Lebowitz pointed out the wife if she was truly offended could have stood up and slapped him and it would have still been wrong but at least it would have made more sense yes so um she's not um unable to defend herself mm-hmm. she's a grown woman and she's a smart woman and she's a strong woman so good w- good this, with words as well <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. exactly like that's that's bullshit and then his whole speech I love that uh, friendly Bowens kept making comments about, you know, I am a vessel and, and she kept going, no, dude, you're an actor. And, and, you know, I'm like a river. Mm, no, you're an actor. You're an actor. You know, like, it's just like, what you do is not a noble profession. Mm-mm. You're no. an actor and you get paid billions of dollars to work for, you know, four weeks mm-hmm. on a movie. Stop pretending that what you do is that important because you're not curing cancer. You're not, you know, you're an actor. Sit down. So what what about you? What was your your reaction to it? Because clearly I have feelings about it. First of all, um, I did not see the Oscars. I stopped Mm. um, watching any type of awards, be it whatever. I, I I usually next day depending on what is on the news, I go to YouTube mm-hmm. and watch whatever. When I woke up- That is up, the way to do it. Th- the first thing I, the only thing I saw uh, was the slap and I thought it was like you, a joke. Um, it was not. Um, and um, I am and always have been Chris, uh, team Chris Rock. <laughs> Forever and always, absolutely. Yes. Honestly, I thought and I still think that he didn't know about her condition. And like you said, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's not leukemia. It's not cancer. It's not. Um, right. That's number one. Number two, not that I am caught up with everything on the news, but I didn't know she had alopecia. I knew back when she turned 50 that she said she was going to shave her head you know, a new beginning, a new this, a new that, whatever, whatever. And she looks beautiful, let's face it. With hair, no hair, long hair. Yeah. She is amazingly beautiful. It's the fucking privilege, right? Of Mm -hmm. A, yeah, alopecia sucks. I'm sure um, I know as women... Um, and especially women of color, we have a complicated relationship with our hair, yes. which funnily enough, Chris Rock made an entire documentary about it. <laughs> so yes. he is aware of yes. how important hair is to black women, which yes. makes me believe truly that he didn't know that she had any condition that she I thought it was her choice. Right. Second of all, is that, um, Yes, it is a condition, but here's the thing. Um, get a grip, girl. Mm-hmm. Get a grip, boy. <laughs> um, I'll, of all the conditions that someone could have, mm-hmm. if I could trade in my lupus for alopecia, girl, I would do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right? Yep. And, 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 that's, and lupus is not even as bad as other things. Like, I'm grateful that that's what I have and not cancer 
or leukemia or a hundred billion other conditions that are debilitating like right. MS. I mean, there's hundreds of things that are truly awful. And whilst we shouldn't make fun of someone's health condition, it was just a bad joke. We, I don't understand what makes it acceptable to some mm -hmm. people that he was defending his women and he got up and defended his woman. I, if you, if they had been at a bar, right, right, and, and someone had made a comment to offend his wife and he punched them, okay, I still don't condone violence, but I get it. You were at the fucking Academy Awards. You're telling me you did that was so calculated, yeah. you know, he did that for him, not mm -hmm. for her. He did that because he knew he would come right. off as, you know, the great husband that defended the wife. And he's so, I, I can't stand. And, and that's I'm another sorry. thing. That's another oh, thing. He, I can't stand him. I, I couldn't even at the beginning form an opinion, like, there are so many things that we don't even know. For instance, if you watch the video, you see him laughing at the joke. Everything happened when he looked and saw that Jada was not laughing. Right. I, the whole thing is just ridiculous. And um, it's, it's to punch a comedian because you didn't like a joke. No. Come on. No, dude. No. Sue him. You could even sue him if you thought it was that offensive you know you don't just punch someone you don't slap someone and you don't especially slap someone in the middle of a televised no event you're you're not like on the street and what really bothered me is that everything else fell through the wayside because the 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 the, the best movie coda which i think it's it's mm -hmm. phenomenal like we are not talking about that we're not talking about right um the first deaf actor the first deaf actor to win an acting award you know since Matt Ma probably was the only other one that won ever right. so you know uh, not to I, mention quest love won for you know his documentary right after it happened so poor quest love got his moment taken away completely the first afro-latina ariana Mm -hmm. winning that's another story about not the just not just the first afro-latina the first openly queer afro-latina right um i never in my life seen so many latin people at an academy awards usually right. you see two like you know mm -hmm. rita moreno lee manuel miranda like you know that's it's it. very <laughs> they had so many like they did the songs from encanto yeah. they had my sweet baby girl Billie eilish the youngest person to ever win an Academy Award for Best Song. Mm -hmm. um, so many. <laughs> Can we also talk about that Liza Minnelli and Lady Gaga moment? That's, that's what the fuck we should be talking about. You how see. kind, how beautiful that was. That's what we should be talking about. Because it should have been, first of all, Will Smith and Jada should have been escorted out. Both, yep, out. Oh. If that had been uh, William uh, Johnson, who ran from the audience and punched someone on stage, he would be in jail, you exactly. know? Exactly, thank you. Um, so 
the fact that he got to, and then the camera kept going to him laughing and having a good time. Like, why are we giving this asshole even more airtime? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand him. And this is not because of the slap. I've never, I've, Will Smith is so unlikable to me. There's something about him that has always rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're going to put it like, to quote Chris Rock back in the day when uh, he did that, that um, joke about when all the allegations against Michael Jackson were happening uh-huh. and he did the whole thing, like another kid, another kid. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, done. Like I, I, I could give you the benefit of the doubt with the first two, but another kid. <laughs> and then he goes, you know how there used to be the, you know, either you were a Michael Jackson person or a Prince person. So uh-huh. that whole contest, guess what? Prince won. Prince won. <laughs> yeah. um, so you know i i don't know it's just it's a ridiculous world and then i have been listening to different you know people talk not by choice but they are you know just talking (laughs) (laughs) they're just talking and now they're trying to justify his behavior will smith behavior because they have read their um his autobiography and um, as a child and he couldn't defend his mother no. like no no Bull no dude shit no no one was this like if chris rock had gone down and physically was threatening jada i'll give you that mm-hmm. that he was like having some sort of you know triggered right he just made a bad joke that's all that happened and like you i believe he didn't know I, I uh, well, and even, and even if he did, it was it was just a bad joke. And Will Smith knew he could get away with it, and that's mm-hmm. all that happened. Yeah. That he's he's used to. I'm Will Smith. I could do whatever the fuck I want. Yep. So yeah, it's horrendous, horrendous. And then his yeah. apology. Oh God, never mind. I would like to say that I'm going to boycott his films, but I've been doing that for 20 years. So <laughs> since day one, gone, since after the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I was like, yeah, if I don't see him again, I'm good. Okay. So, you know, I um, yeah. And his movies are not that great. Either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you can say you that know? out loud. He's yeah. not a good actor. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's oh, not. Yeah. No. He's no. not, uh, you know, like, you know, Jamie Foxx playing Ray. That was right. a great performance, right? Thank you. Yep. Not um, Will Smith playing Will Smith with a beard. That's <laughs> what this was, you know. Yeah. And Jada, yeah. I have, I have, you know, Jada started out on one of my favorite shows from my youth, mm-hmm. which is a different world. So I always have like a, a little soft spot for her because she was, yeah. she was um, um, Lena, Lena James on a different world. Um, but I've read, and I don't, again, I don't know if this is true or not. It's all internet babble, mm-hmm. but I've read some things about her being a total dick to Jasmine Guy over oh. Tupac because she was very possessive of Tupac and then Tupac and Jasmine became very good friends and so she had 
being kind of a dick to her. And, um, you know, you're a dick to Jasmine guy that pretty much guarantees I'm not going to like you. I don't care what you do. (laughs) As simple as that. (laughs) We we're done. Our relationship has now concluded. (laughs) So, so I don't know. And again, I don't know if that's true or not. They might be good friends. I, I doubt it, but they might be good friends. Yeah. The um, only question I have at this point is if they are going to use her Red Table Talk platform to justify or talk about this. Like, that's my yeah. only question. Um, but again, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if they will or not, or will, again, I don't know if he will... Well, here's a funny thing about that Red Table show, because I've, mm. I've watched some of them, because they have had some really interesting topics and stuff. Um, and I get a strong feeling mm-hmm. that Jaden and Willow um, don't like their father very much. <laughs> you that's, think? That's, I've, I've seen a few, like, family-themed Mm-hmm. episodes and I mean not that they don't love him but that he has you know like Willow talks about being pushed by she didn't want to become a recording artist at the time she was a kid oh. and then that song became really famous and then he wouldn't let her stop doing it and so she shaved her head oh that's what happened because yeah because her head was with my hair so she's like okay what now are you going to force me to keep singing that song I don't yeah. have any hair. Bye. <laughs> you know, and she's talked about no. self-harming and, and depressed, like, you know, so. Oh, look at little Titus. We he just got coffee. in this extreme. <laughs> What's coffee? <laughs> Your dog is wanting coffee. That is hilarious <laughs> to me. He's going after the cup. <laughs> no. I can't imagine Tonka tea on caffeine. Oh my God. Like beyond Zoomies. Like he charged. He charged me wanting that cup of coffee. No. No. That's hilarious. (laughs) I'm sorry that we interrupted you. That's fine. Let's let's just move on then. Okay. I'm kind of done talking about this. Yeah. Um on SNL. Um, I watched last night, Saturday Night Live. And uh, of course they talked about it on the weekend update. They have to. Yeah. But I thought it was really funny that Colin Jost, Colin Jost, of course he's married to Scarlett Johansson. Uh-huh. And he just kind of did this joke about like, my concern is that this will set a precedent for having to defend your wife at award show. <laughs> Do I need to go up, up there? It's like, this is a, this is a bad pretense to be setting. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. So can shall... you get him some get him get him some decaf or something? He's like I, <laughs> I might have to. <gasps> Jesus. Next um, time you go, get him a little decaf. <laughs> pop, pop, pop decaf. Oh, good boy. So anyway, have you been listening or watching to something new? I, this week, actually, I listened to my favorite murder. Yay. Um, always. I'm behind. Ever. I also, what did I do? Um, 
I started um, something that Karen, goddess Karen Kilgariff, I think she was mm -hmm. the one that suggested it, Love Thy Neighbor. And Love Thy Neighbor is, um, how can I tell you? Um, something that happened. Yeah, it is, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is a podcast. Oh, okay. Um, something that happened 30 years ago in Brooklyn, uh, where two people died and, um, there was the crown, the crown Heights riot, Rudy Giuliani was involved. Um, Dinkings was involved. He was the mayor back then. Um, it's a neighborhood that is predominantly black and Jewish, many people from Jamaica and the tensions that, you know, racial mm -hmm. tensions. I started that, but I just, I'm going halfway through the first episode. So that I don't think that if that, you know, that counts, I am watching severance. I don't know if you are watching it in Apple, um, Apple TV. I have, severance. Oh, that's the one with, um, what's Adam, the name? Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah. I have it on my list. I haven't started it. Yeah. Sandra Turo, uh, William, uh, William, no, William, um, Christopher Walken. Mm -hmm. um, very interesting. I watched the first episode and I was not into it. Then I, I heard the girls at my, my favorite murder talk about it, especially Georgia. And I gave it a try and it's good. Um, by next week, you would be, if you want to, you could mm -hmm. binge it because I think all the episodes would be out. Um, okay. I finish Servant. Yes. Did you? Well, wasn't the last episode last week? Yes. Yeah. I just don't want to say anything if you have. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I thought there might have been a new episode the way you no, said it, but no, 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 no. Um, so I finished that one, um, cliffhanger, and I, mm -hmm. right now I am watching. I know this goes back to probably 2013. Uh, the Americans. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that last time, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... So you're um, still watching that one? Yeah, I started season three out of six. Mm -hmm. It's very tense. It's very good. Just the fact that they are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they are watching me. Nothing to see, yeah. nothing to listen to or, or watch. But um, it's interesting how that all works out and how they do not have loose ends how the government works like it's i know it's a serious but it's yeah. confirmation probably of what so here here's the the way i feel about that i'd rather have um all kinds of spies than having right-wing conservatives <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think the true danger are those right-wing conservatives more than any spy could ever be to this country so that's, I'm that's, not scared. I'm not scared the of the spy. <laughs> that's the horror show that needs to happen. Maybe we should write one. Um, and again, I'm not scared of the spies. It's just that it could be anyone. Like you don't know. Mm -hmm. Like it's so good. Like it's like, you know, anybody yeah. can be. And again, I I have nothing yeah. that they could be interested in. But it's, it's right. fascinating how it could be anybody. And um, yeah, I would trust again, I would trust a spy more than I would trust a right wing yes. conservative. <laughs> I take great pleasure. I live um, I live near a big college here, uh, mm -hmm. 
CSU, Colorado mm-hmm. State University, and there's a Planned Parenthood like wow. a block away from me. And I take great pleasure in flipping the finger okay. every day at the people with the signs going like, don't kill your baby. Oh, Go and get a fucking science book, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Can't. And the good thing about this series is that it's it takes place in the 80s. So they are doing oh. all this without cell phones, without right. GPS, without well, like- and it, in the middle of the Cold War. Exactly. Reagan was the president yeah. at the time. And, you know, but but you see them going through all that Again, trouble. That- I prefer a Russian spy <laughs> to that fucking evil motherfucker. That Miles, Miles, anytime I've I've had Miles so trained that anytime the name Ronald Reagan comes up, he goes like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> he kind of he kind of braces himself. Oh <laughs> yeah, so it's it's I I I really like it. I really do. Um and again, six seasons. I know it's gonna end. It's you know, mm-hmm. we're going nowhere after that, so we're fully committed. I like yeah. it. How about yeah. you? How about you? What are you? Um, let's see. One have I watched. Oh, oh, I know what I'm what I'll tell you. I've watched a few things, but only one that has really there's a new series on HBO Max about mm-hmm. Julia Child, and it's mm-hmm. called Julia. And Sarah Lancashire, who is a British actress, and she um I think the most people here probably know her from Happy Valley because that was pretty popular when it hit Netflix, um, which mm-hmm. is a crime a crime show. Um, actually, um, if you listen to my favorite murder, um, Karen talk, has talked about Happy Valley before. Mm-hmm. Um, but she plays Julia Child and David Hyde Pierce plays her husband. Ooh. And he is divine, as is she. But then... As if that wasn't good enough, out comes the ingredient that can make anything better, Bibi Neorth, the the scene-stealing master that is Bibi Neorth. And she is, every second she's on screen, she's just amazing. Her and Niles together. I know. And I think I'm kind of still figuring out their relationship because at first I thought she was um, maybe Julia's sister because the first episode, um, they're showing Julia Child, uh, her first television interview on PBS. And um, so BB's character, whose name is Avis, which is not my favorite name. I love that name. It's so old timey. Love the name Avis. Avis, yeah. Um, she is watching the TV, having a martini, and going like, "Boys, boys, Auntie Julia's on TV, come!" And so I thought, "Oh, maybe that's her sister." But then it's clear that she's not her sister. So then now I'm thinking she's David High's peer sister. She's her sister-in-law, mm-hmm. who's uh, her best friend. Um, and so Niles and Lilith are playing brother and sister which I get oh my God. huge joy out of that um and they're of course their dynamic is they have so much chemistry together um so it's it's really 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 good really good okay I just wrote it down 
it's funny and it's 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 charming and I also I mean I didn't know what it took for her to get that show on television because at the time there had been no cooking shows ever on television nobody even Hmm. knew what that concept was they were like so you're going to just cook on television (laughs) like nobody could even imagine that one day we would have an entire channel about cooking you know but she started it all every hour on the hour lord so it's it's really good really really good um so there's three episodes now and I guess you know each week there's a new episode okay so I binged all three of those and loved it you know and it deals with the way women were treated back then um especially in television where it was all men and uh women you know had to sit down and look pretty yeah um neither of those things were things that she thrived on Uh, right (laughs) so so she had to find a place for herself um there's a great line Uh, her dad is very old-fashioned um guy and he's he's a great character but a hard character to like because he's so just rough mm-hmm. and um he says something to her about being on tv or whatever when he's saying goodbye to her he's like try to be a lady or be a lady and she's like I am a lady dad I'm not I'm just not your kind of lady yeah but I am a lady <laughs> oh I love her yeah Sarah Lancashire is doing a great job it's it's the whole cast is fantastic okay I need to go watch it it's very good very very good I will so yeah so shall we episode seven reaper madness yes and um I have to say and I think I mentioned it to you off the air. <laughs> off the air. <laughs> Sounds so professional. <laughs> that this was the first episode that I I don't know if it they laid out differently or I am getting the hang of it, but it didn't seem choppy in going back and forth. Like it, it mm-hmm. the, the flow of it, it's it's like a natural flow like one thing goes to the next and the yeah. next and the next and um I don't know I really enjoyed it even more I think it's more probably more linear because there's only one storyline we're following no other none of the other satellite characters had any side storyline which is usually the case that right. we were following four different reapers with four different storylines right and this episode was just about george and there was you know i mean there was a reggie piece but that really ties into george as well so yes it was kind of just the one story that we're telling and it was it was flawless so shall we start Go for it. Okay. So the the episode starts with um I love it because the camera is focusing on the CD player and that yes. brings me joy. Yes. <laughs> and and, um, for, and we for the children out there, CDs <laughs> were this metal things that you used to play, like I had to put it into a machine and it would play music. 
Yes, round and round. round Before we we had (laughs) smartphones or even iPods. Um, We had CDs and we thought they were so high tech compared to vinyl and cassettes. That was the thing. We were the shit right back then. Yeah, because you could skip a track. You could skip. (laughs) If you didn't like the song, you just skip to the next song instead of having to fast forward until you find and then rewind again because you passed it and, you know. Yeah, the cassette was not great for that or even the LP. You had to really be very, you know, precise in your... Precise. (laughs) Yeah. So we see the CD player, um, you know, and we hear um, George talking about all these things about the human head and the brain and how half of you is trying to do things and the other half of you of the brain is trying to just, you know, take it easy. You don't want to have a seizure. And we see Mm -hmm. she is spinning, you know, in her chair, um, in her cubicle. And Dolores (laughs) comes in with a new intern or a new person part-time. Her name is Fiona and, um, She's going to, t- to be taking over the data input in the basement that she was supposed to do. Something along those lines, right? Well, what, it was what George had what, been doing before she died. Yes. <laughs> so um, Dolores wants George to be Fiona's mentor. And uh, I love when she says mentor is like a promotion without a pay, a pay increase or a pay raise. Yeah. So we see um, George taking Fiona to the basement and telling her exactly what she needed to do. Uh, you know, before you do anything, you peel this off the edges, put the papers in the box, you fill the box, you put the box away. Nobody's gonna, you know, look at these papers. We don't label these. We don't, it's, you have something to say? Because yeah. well, I was just gonna say that it is very funny because it's shocking that that's where George is at now. Right. <laughs> she, the fact that she's actually like knows what the process is enough to show somebody else is shocking. <laughs> because she the when we when she first starts that job, she was the other kid who was like, I don't care. I don't care. And yeah. this Fiona girl doesn't care either. Mm-hmm. So she's telling her what to do. The lunch hour of 35 minutes, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And Fiona is starting to ask questions like, like, who really comes down here? Like, as I said, nobody. Like, they don't even look at these papers, look at these the stuff. Um, George gets a little bit exasperated uh, because Fiona is not supposedly is not paying any attention like she is wandering Again, off and looking at this <laughs> shocking how much she actually is starting to care about <laughs> doing a good job you know is she it's it's a really cute way of showing her growth in a way yeah and, and she even tells Fiona you can benefit from my experience like right god damn it pay attention <laughs> This could be a great opportunity for you, Fiona. <laughs> Is she becoming Dolores? <laughs> a little bit. I think that's what we see that that she's kind of uh, bought in. She's drinking the Kool-Aid now, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so um, Fiona is looking into uh, this place and stealing 
pens and George is like, you know what? The better pens are up there. She's just, she doesn't care. She's not care. Um, and I love the sign that um, they have in the basement. It says, happy time employees. Every day is Friday. <laughs> I have a good feeling that Dolores made that sign. So <laughs> do you think? I, I, I have to, I would bet my paycheck that she did. Yes. She did. <laughs> yes. So George um, goes back to her cubicle and um, she started to think about, you know, regrets in life um, that you live, she died so young, not having done much. And the things that she regret is not necessarily the big things like live your dreams or, you know, do what you want or, you know, you know, you, you know what I'm trying to say, I mean, but the, the, the self-help, like the, the poster, the inspirational poster kind of thing yes. is just the concrete real things that she has regret about. And she calls it small stuff, but it's like more spending time with her sister, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So we, that human connection. So we cut to Reggie sitting under the toiletry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 Sorry, now that you said toiletry, um, <laughs> just skipping back to the previous episode when they go to the therapist and Joe refers to it as a toiletry. <laughs> and the, and, and the, the therapist was like, You mean like she likes like shampoo, like little shampoos and like, no, no. a toilet tree. <laughs> it's a tree with a bunch of toilet seats on it. No. Okay. Go on. <laughs> so, um, so and, and and we see Reggie looking around and um, like she senses that she's not alone and 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 we see um, George like peeking and hiding and looking at at Reggie. Um, mm -hmm. So then after that, you know, we caught to this kid called Ronnie Dobbs. Yes, he, little Ronnie. And he has schizophrenia uh, based on what, mm -hmm. you know, we see and, and hear. And there's Mason and George sitting outside of a, of a building at a table. Um, and each of them has the little sticky notes. And Mason... Mm -hmm. Um, it's supposed to reap the window washer that is going up to, you know, in this building. And mm -hmm. um, our little George has another post-it. And um, does the kid, the kid looks at her, right? The Ronnie looks at her. So, yes. Yeah, so she had Ronnie's, Ronnie's. post-it. Yes. And, and Ro Ronnie looks at them like almost like he knows who they are which mm -hmm. really throws George off mm -hmm. a little bit uh it's like a like a quick moment that they have uh -huh. but she was like okay does he know who I am like does he know what I'm here for because he does look at them with almost like oh 
there you are, you know. <laughs> so um, Mason reaps the guy, the window washer, and his phone rings and he tells George, uh, you need to go see Rube right now. And she is all business right. like, I am busy. I have, you know, I, I have to read that. Nope, nope. You need to go like right yes. now. So we cut back to the diner. Mm-hmm. And um, Rube, very matter of fact, being naturally, he says, well, um, there was a clerical error. Um, the day was wrong. George is all up in arms. Do you mean that he's not going to die? I said, no, 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 no. Yes. Can I, can I interject a little? Yes, please. Before... Um, before that conversation, we do see that um, Ronnie um, can see the graveling because he follows it with his eyes. And he, right when he's in the the office of his psychiatrist, I assume, and the psychiatrist is is saying, you know, if you're not gonna take your medication or does that happen after? After. Okay. Yeah. yeah but 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 yeah he has a moment with george <laughs> and they, yeah he kind of knows and uh so george is all up in arms like like you know <laughs> why is this happening like she <laughs> has something in bed mm-hmm. i don't know but he's like you know rube is like you know what this happens it's not his time or his day so so chill Meanwhile, same table, Daisy is having her own conversation with her and her own issues about looking for a used car that she's never had anything used before. Um, Used cars are for other kinds of people, according (laughs) to her. (laughs) Her breakfast comes in and she is not happy about it. Um, and she states that that she likes things the way she likes the, like things like she mm-hmm. is she knows what she wants and um, she's not wrong she, because she likes things in a certain way she's a pain in the ass is what she is she is absolutely um, George then um, tells Rube that Ronnie looked at them as if uh, he knew what they were doing there But again, since he has schizophrenia, um, they are trying to pin anything on that. Like, no, he is just, you know, out there. Um, I love when Daisy continues to talk about the car and she says that the only thing she's done is, you know, to sleep with married men (laughs) and Rube and Rube, how many? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very casually that's the so, only use that's the only use, use thing she's ever had is the married man yes. correct <laughs> yes so um rube gives mason and george their assignments and mason wants to go back to the window washer um situation because he wants to see him <laughs> fall <Right. laughs> so, <laughs> fall to his death that's what he said Daisy wants to come, and all of a sudden, the three of them right. are in the, the scene of the, of the accident. Now, Ronnie is with his psychiatrist because when he saw um, Mason and George sitting at the table when she was about to reap him, 
um, he was on his way to the psychiatrist. That's how I gathered that. And mm-hmm. uh, he's there, um, he wants to stop taking his medicines. The psychiatrist is insisting he doesn't. The psychiatrist's back is to the window. And mm-hmm. we see the window washer climbing behind him. And we see Ronnie facing the psychiatrist, the window, and the window washer. Mm-hmm. So um, Ronnie is distracted by this window washer going up. And um, as the, psychiatry is, the psychiatrist is talking, um, we see the window washer out of view. And Ronnie sees the graveling. Mm-hmm. you know going up and he is like oh shit like he doesn't even know but, if it's right because at the same time the psychiatrist is telling him right. you know do you like to um hallucinate do you like to see things that are there so that like he's having that moment of <laughs> am I hallucinating is this really happening right so he's doubting his own eyes as to what he's seeing and at that time, we see the window washer plummet to his death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So um, they are downstairs at the scene of the, of the accident, Daisy, George, and, and Mason. Uh, Mason is walking away with the window washer. Um, and the window washer is like, that's how, you know, that's what you get, you know, to come to work all wasted and high and... Um, so, um, let me see. Then Ronnie um, stares at George. George doesn't see him. She walks away, but she, but he stares at her, and uh, then she, we see her back at Happy Time, where Fiona has done all her job. She did mm-hmm. everything. That basement is spotless. It's beautiful. And George um, is a little bit upset because that was all done before lunch. <laughs> we see Fiona looking through a magazine. And um, George notices that she just put everything in a box. She did not follow protocol, but she did it. She caught corners. <laughs> <laughs> and when she confronted Fiona, Fiona was like, wow, I did it. Like, no one is going to go there. I believe what you said. I thought, you you know, you were telling me the right. truth. So um, she was very proud because she could be a role model. Our little George. Yeah. I could be a role model. So, you know. Um, then we cut back to. Is that where we go to Reggie? Yeah, we go to Reggie and they're talking about. I think George, I, I don't, I don't remember well, but I know that George is talking about the tooth fairy that came once to her <laughs> because so, mom, yeah. walk me through that. So she, well, you know, she's talking about how she now realizes that she could be a role model and she's kind of having that regret of, I could have been a role model to my sister. Right. And I, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So she's almost trying to figure out how she can be a role model to Reggie now, mm-hmm. um, even though she's dead. And, and the, tooth, the tooth fairy thing is um, where she uh, talks about how Joy, you know, the tooth fairy came and it gave her like, um, I don't know, it was like a, like a 
little a note the note you know that says I love you and uh-huh. or you're you are loved and you are loved. She, she kind of threw it out away and said like this is some bullshit like where's my money <laughs> and she said that's the last time the tooth fairy came because we know joy cannot um joy is um unable to deal with her own crap mm-hmm um, and so she she takes everything that the kids say, say so personally that she can separate herself and go, she's a child. Yeah. So she's mad, not at me, but at the tooth fairy. <laughs> right. <you know>? so, <laughs> so of course, then she takes away the tooth fairy altogether. Together. And and she's like followed by Santa Claus, followed by the Easter bunny, followed by every every joy that a child has basically has been taken away because joy can't deal with the rejection she feels if they're not grateful joy is so out of the blue and i'm really curious as to who did this hanging from the toilet tree mm-hmm. it's this box that says mm-hmm. george's box when mm-hmm. ronnie ronnie when reggie takes it inside there is a bunch of and we see um george when she was younger going through uh magazines or was mm-hmm. it hold on i'm having yeah, a moment she basically she basically was a box of things that she would like to do one day but it, did she do that when she was a child or did she do that now and put that for Reggie like I don't she, yeah she she's the one who put it for Reggie <laughs> because it's the yeah, role she model she wants she wants to be a role model to Reggie in that she doesn't want Reggie to have all the regrets that George is having now of never having tried anything so she gives her a box that right. says George's box because she knows Obviously, Reggie will connect immediately to that. Mm -hmm. And then she cuts a bunch of different experiences, like horseback riding, like, you know, drumming, like Mm -hmm. ballet, like all kinds of different things to to try. And she puts them in the box for Reggie. And she did it like recently, not that those were not things that she cut when she was young. I'm not sure because we don't see her cutting it. So I, I I assumed that those were, or maybe she did, maybe she did uh, put them. Now I can't imagine she had done it when she was a kid you know because what? of yeah. the kind of kid she was. So I think she um, <laughs> she probably thought of all the things that she re- regrets never having tried. But she did it when it she saw Fiona going through the magazine and then we see a hand getting a few magazines so i just watch it once yes (laughs) yeah i think that's what happened yeah i can't imagine her knowing what we know of george as a child (laughs) i can't imagine she did that i you know she did i think she just gathered a bunch of magazines and and picked out things that she wants reggie to try because Mm -hmm. she never tried anything so right. she made that box to give Reggie some motivation 
okay. to try things because she's now trying to be a good role model to her sister. Um, that is so sweet. Yeah, it is very sweet. So Reggie finds that box and starts going through, you know, all the mm-hmm. all the experiences that George left for her. And then we cut to the park where Ron is sitting in, on a bench and George is there as well because she needs to read somebody that's someone some someone that is yeah. doing some construction um work um, well they, that's that's what they both think but it ends up not right. being the person that she's there correct to <laughs> so um they start to he starts to flirt or she uh, they start like trying to flirt and he starts talking about bacteria and i love mm. it <laughs> and germs <laughs> And he tells her, somebody here is going to die. Like, is that guy going to die? Are you here because of that? Are you deaf? Um, and we well, see the I change. Love, also, I love the change of um, old George and new George because Ron starts to flirt with her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know how to flirt because she never learned how to flirt and she yeah. never tried. So she immediately immediately shuts him down. Right. When he says something like, you know, so I I I just come to the park to talk to pretty girls or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or talk with pretty girls. And she's like, Well, you started talking to me. I'm not talking. And, yeah. and he kind of <laughs> just goes, Okay. And then she, we hear her say, I never learned how to flirt, but one good thing about being dead is that fear loosens his grip of you a little bit and then she opens the conversation again and she says i am so sorry that was really rude my name is george Uh she actually introduces herself as herself oh my god that's right i missed that she doesn't give him her fake name she gives him her real name um which is the first moment where we're like she likes him there's 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 a connection there where she was so honest right off the bat with him true oh my god that's right i i kind of forgot didn't get that yeah it was it's a very cute scene because um yeah he starts talking about like how the popcorn is like a term and all this like (laughs) stuff um he's really it's and it's very cute and very endearing. Um, and George is, is, you can tell that she likes him. You can tell yeah. that there's something about him that she finds different and refreshing. Yeah. That's so, cute. Yeah. So then. And then, yes. And then he says, you're here because somebody's going to die. <laughs> and she's and the, like, what? what? Chain of events and a guy minding his own business on a bike um his hit with a with a shovel and died that so was him right he right he tells her you're here because it, and he assumes it's the guy with the ladder that, that's doing some right. work you're here because he's going to die mm-hmm. and she's like what are you talking about and she's getting really nervous and he says i i know death is always looking for me and and she's she's like well I don't know what you're talking about and then we see the grayling 
climbing up the tree and he notices that George is also looking at it. Oh, okay. And he's like, and he's like, you can see them too. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so she gets really scared because he can see things that most humans can't see. Right. And, and in the middle of that confusion, we see the guy riding the bike and then she realizes what is about to happen. So she touches the guy's back and pops the soul mm-hmm. before he gets hit with a shovel and dies. And Ron is like looking at her like, I knew it. I knew you were here because somebody was going to die, right? And George does the very grown-up thing of running away. Yep. <laughs> So right after she runs away, she meets with Rube. And why is Rube telling her that she is sloppy? Because she's telling him he knows who I am. He knows. He knew that I was there to reap someone. He knew he could see the grim. So he's like, you're getting sloppy. He's seen you in a lot of accidents. So you're sloppy. You're getting sloppy that you didn't notice that he was there. Yeah. And he must have tied, you know, put one plus one together but she has not said anything to him along the lines of like no. yeah she well he saw her seeing the graveling that's it mm-hmm. and somebody died right <laughs> but i think he what rube is imagining is that this kid ha- might have been around well he's quite a few her. of her reeps um well not not in this episode just in general mm-hmm. you know which we don't know but the reason he knows is because he can see the gravelings right because we know he can see them Mm -hmm. so that's what Rube's not getting (laughs) he thinks that it's something George said or something George did that gave away something Um, and she's trying to say no I haven't said anything to him (laughs) he can see them he knows yeah poor baby girl so we go after all that happens we Mm -hmm. go to reggie who is looking through george's box full of different things and experiences and we see clancy and joy talking about not arguing but almost (laughs) about changing uh reggie to a private school uh clancy is still telling her listen she lost her sister like give her time, but right. in Joy's mind, you know, she needs to move well, on. Also, I think it is a really good contrast of between right mental illness, which is what this episode deals with a lot. Mm-hmm. And Joy's idea of what a normal behavior should be, because she keeps saying it's not about her sister dying. She's always been weird. She's a weird kid. Mm-hmm. And that makes me really angry when she says that. But she's saying there's something wrong with her. She's not normal. She's not a normal kid. She never has been. Mm-hmm. So if I, we could put her in private school, she might get a better chance than in public school, you know, where she's just a weirdo. In private school, there's less kids to make fun of her. It's a very just gross kind of view of her own child. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
um yeah so that's in in uh in this situation mm -hmm. i'm kind of with clancy which i never am with clancy because nope. he's totally <laughs> checked out but the fact that she keeps trying to make reggie fit into this box of what she thinks is normal behavior it's right. just horrible yeah. and we do this to kids all the time all the time so he insists that you know she lost her sister um if we are going to do anything let's talk to her let's see what she thinks what she wants mm -hmm. and that's exactly when reggie comes into the room and mm -hmm. tells them i want to ride a horse and um that's that's that mm -hmm. i want to learn how to horseback um we cut to george's apartment where ron is <laughs> he followed her to the apartment um yeah. and they talk about briefly about the window washer and uh he's insisting you saw what i saw your death um death follows me around um mm -hmm. and uh, they you know they talk about it a little bit mm -hmm. ron and george start watching music videos oh, and i like and i like the way george gets out of that being too direct in that conversation about death mm -hmm. where she says i i think death is always watching all of us all of us yep and he's like, oh. yeah, that makes sense. Is she becoming so, Rube as wise as Rube? <laughs> I think I Dolores. think she's I think she's becoming an 18-year-old girl. Okay. Who thinks this kid is really cute. And she does say that. She's like, let me remind you that I am not dead. I am undead. undead. And that comes with all the normal natural urges, urges. of being alive. <laughs> So they start watching TV and music videos and he, mm -hmm. you know, um, offers to burn a CD, which is so oh, romantic. So cute. <laughs> so cute. Um, and then he, he tells her, we can see death. We share a gift. Mm -hmm. um, and Ronnie, you know, tells her that he can hear voices, etc. All of a sudden, Mason shows up with a bag of meds. <laughs> because Ronnie hasn't slept in days mm -hmm. and um I love that it's a huge bag of pills <laughs> like um that scene is very funny to me that that he's like well you could do this you could do this and, like, <laughs> and she's like how many should I give him and he's like do you have a boy in there? <laughs> it's so cute. He's like, I'm so proud of you, George. <laughs> that makes sense. So, um, so Ron sleeps the night, all through the night. Um, he wakes up, he is watching her sleep. <laughs> He's hungry. She is like, listen, I have to go to work. I cannot do this right now. But when she's at the diner with Mason, Daisy, and Rube, mm. Ron is at another table watching well, them. We also know that that's exactly where he was intending to go because he asks <laughs> her, 
do you like waffles do you like waffles and she's like I'm kind of done with waffles and uh so we kind of know this is this is where this is heading that he's going to be at the waffle place since she said that she was going to work I thought she was going straight to our happy time but you know what she's only working there a few days let's not forget that that's not her real job right (laughs) so uh Rube goes to Ron and he starts to chat with him and um he asks Ron asks Rube if he's the doctor I said yeah I'm a doctor it's my group tell tell us Rube this conversation is so lovely because even though Rube is really mad at George that Mm -hmm. this kid is now there yeah because he's getting very um uncomfortably close to Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's like he tells her we are supposed to live on the fringe right of of the world we're not supposed to be interacting with humans Mm -hmm. um this is dangerous this could collapse everything Mm -hmm. and um even though he's really mad at her he the way he deals with this kid is so compassionate and so sweet like he puts it all in a way where this kid is not going to feel bad about Mm -hmm. being asked to leave like he even gives him half his bear claw and he tells him this whole story about how george um just got out of the hospital uh the mental hospital and he's right this is a group that he holds and she's very fragile and she if she's you know put in, into a lot of stress she could be a danger to herself and to others so he's like I'm going to kindly ask you to go because you're making my group really anxious and it, it was just it was such a compassionate way of um of dealing with the situation without just he could have just gone up there and said you know get away from her I don't want you near her blah blah yeah. blah and he was just so empathetic and so compassionate. And uh, and so the kid was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to make people anxious. Like, I'm sorry. And, and he goes, which is very sweet. Oh. I'm sorry. My cat is um, meowing very loudly. <laughs> hey, Murph. So we, after, after that scene, uh, we see Reggie horseback riding. <laughs> Joy yeah. is joyless. You know how joy can be. Oh my God. Um, Clancy yes. puts his hand on her hand, like, you know, she's trying yeah. something. And he's actually like enjoying seeing his kid try something. And he's like oh. taking pictures and like, you know, having a moment that seems somewhat normal for this family of yeah. just enjoying their kid doing something new. And her Enjoy. comment, and her comment was, "She's still on the horse. Good thing. <laughs> she Ooh, is, joy. yeah, joyless." Mm-hmm. Um, so they, um, when I say they, Rube, Mason, Daisy, Adair, and uh, George are getting ready to go to a wedding. All of them. Uh, there will be multiple, <laughs> multiple reaps. 
So <laughs> Daisy and George, uh, they decide, or well, Daisy decides to go shopping and bring her along. Mm-hmm. Um, they steal a convertible. They <laughs> they, they sure carjack. They carjack this man. <laughs> yes, he seemed like a huge dick, so I didn't feel too bad for him. No, <laughs> at that time, at that time, convertibles were kind of the Teslas, right? Right. Like I see someone driving a Tesla, and I can tell a lot of things about that person just by their choice of car. It's kind of the same thing. But the, the great thing is that she flashes the man. He stops like right there. It's a two seater. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to make space for uh, Daisy Adair and George. Mm-hmm. And when he's putting everything back, you know, back in the trunk, they flee the street, go shopping. <laughs> and that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to Reggie um, in, her, um, in her room, her new room. Um, <laughs> And Joy coming to her, giving her a box. And when she opens the box, is clothes for hus- uh, horseback riding. Mm-hmm. And she is like, well, uh, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I don't enjoy it, basically. That's what mm-hmm. she said. And it, it's a really heartbreaking moment because mm-hmm. it's, it's so rare that we see Joy being joyful and when she comes in with this gift you can tell she's so happy to give it to her and it's the tooth fairy all over again (laughs) like joy is allowing herself a little bit of feeling Mm -hmm. and showing her emotion and showing love and she gets boom shut down again and so she shuts down again she's like okay this is what happens when you show love to someone you get hurt so let me go back to yeah our regular <laughs> our regularly scheduled program yeah. of with withholding all the love all the love so um she really wants to try now the drum set mm-hmm. and um like, like like you said it's it's joy is allowing her a moment of you know to get close to Reggie and when Reggie rejects the gift because she is not enjoying the horseback riding um Joy asks her why does it have to be always like this struggle and Reggie tells her I really don't know I don't I don't know um and I don't know if well, that was a rhetorical question that was a question said out loud I think it was the truth. Yeah. I think it was, uh, she doesn't know. Oh, no, no, I no. I know Reggie, that she doesn't know. Right. I but, think Reggie also would like to have a good relationship with her mom. And she also doesn't know why they can't have a good relationship. But we also have a, a moment of like Joy saying, Joy is trying to connect with her and saying, when I was your age, I used to love to horseback ride i i was really into it and gra- and your grandma was really supportive of me so it was not just that um the gift that was rejected it was that moment of having something that she could connect with this kid yeah. on taken away from her again to having a kid that she doesn't know how to relate to 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, <laughs> she does make a valid point of when someone gives you a gift, even if you don't like it, you say thank you. Thank you. Yes. Which yeah. is, you know, also <laughs> true. Yeah. So they, she gives Joy um, a printout of what she wants to do now, which is try the drum set. <laughs> And Joy is like, okay, so we'll have to talk to dad because, you know, he doesn't like noise, et cetera. Although mm-hmm. dad is always at the university. So I'm guessing that's that never home. Yeah. That's not going to be a problem. So we, right. and, and she makes, she does make the comment of like, I, my job is not to buy you everything you want, mm-hmm. um, which is true yeah. as well, you know, um, but she, that's, you know she says that and then she she's like okay well we'll see we'll talk to dad but (laughs) but we get we get a feeling that um from that conversation there was a high probability that she was not going to get any drums no (laughs) (laughs) so we cut to the wedding we're at the church and ronnie is at the church he followed our george um mm-hmm. and um they um she hides him from <laughs> rube <laughs> honey uh they yeah. kiss and she kisses him you know or, or he kisses her well, also he's on the run also ron realizes what's happening and george realizes that he knows knows he knows because he says he's not your doctor is he and she's like what <laughs> yeah and he's yeah. like oh my god you're deaf you're you guys somebody's gonna die here whatever that and then she's like oh shit i really <laughs> fucked up and so she kind of takes him away up to the second floor where like i guess the usually the organ, organ. yeah it's up there yeah and uh they they talk for a little bit that he wants to also go to Idaho because he has friends there that he doesn't want to take any more meds. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, he, he wants to go far, far away. And when they are up in the second floor where the organ um, is Catholic church, um, runs sees the graveling. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We're, we're getting ahead. No, no. Okay. Uh, when, when, they are talking this first time they are on the first floor he sees the graveling uh putting away one of the um the fire lamp putting out yeah putting out the the fire thingy fire and he Mm -hmm. yells out to the whole entire church Mm -hmm. that you know everybody out you know we're gonna die somebody we're all gonna die everybody get out get out and we see the next thing we we see is He's being thrown into a room mm-hmm. with George. <laughs> Rube well, is... they're being thrown out of the church. They've been th- they are both kicked out. Yeah. Of the church. Yeah. And um, Rube is very, it's furious. And mm-hmm. uh, they're left there. Now they go to the second floor. Mm-hmm. where the organ is um the wedding proceeds as, as planned uh george kisses him and reaps him 
and he falls because he sees the graveling. He sees right. He sees the grave, and he realizes at that moment that, that she is that she is death, basically. Right. Yeah. And, and the graveling like pushes him. He falls from the second floor onto the married couple, and the three of them die. And I love that. Um, so Daisy and Mason are down there to read the couple. The couple. Um, and Daisy says, I guess they're not going to Bali for their honeymoon. <laughs> and Mason says, no, they're not. Daisy is a character. And you were right. I like her. Very different from Betty. Yes. Very different. Um, so after the church incident, uh, George finds her box in the tree with a note from Dragi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That says, thank you. And, with um, a picture of the, it's a picture of the drum set. The drum set. Oh my God. And it says, thank you. That and really then we see, we go back to the house uh-huh. and we hear, <laughs> <laughs> you're Reggie just banging on the drums um, because she's teaching herself that's what she was right she told yeah. joy no need yeah. for lessons <laughs> I will teach myself right I will teach myself and uh and and joy I mean she looks at her and she's kind of like okay yeah um she doesn't ask her to stop she just lets her be <laughs> And then the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to say it? You you say it. Yeah, you you go for it. So Joey's resigned to not sleeping, I guess. And she goes back (laughs) to her room and she gets in bed and she feels something under the pillow and she pulls it out. Oh, it's so sweet. So clearly um, George took that note that was meant for her uh-huh. and she put it under maybe the right person's pillow because she should have been thanking her mom right 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 so all of a sudden joy gets like something out of it like she's like yeah. okay <gasps> okay i'm 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 being acknowledged that I did something for her. Yeah. So everybody's happy. The end. And George added, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, George added the words, I love you I love at the you. bottom of the thank you. So yeah, it was really, really sweet. And it made me cry. Yeah. Same this morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh it was a very God. sweet ending because it kind of, feels like maybe that door could crack open a little bit between yeah. Reggie and mom. Yeah. Joy is so, I don't, I don't, I don't know. She doesn't allow any, like she is so, for example, with the, when, when Clancy told her, why don't we talk to her and see what she wants to do? Like get her input, get her opinion, mm-hmm. like, it's it's things that are not that difficult in my opinion, but for her, they are. I, I feel it has a lot to do with the way that 
Joy grew up and her relationship with her own mother Mm -hmm. and her fear of being rejected, her fear of not being loved, Mm -hmm. um, that it's easier to not allow yourself to feel anything than to feel the huge pain that she's going to feel if she opens that door to letting herself feel. I mean, she lost her daughter. Mm -hmm. So we can only imagine that if she opens that door, she's Mm -hmm. going to collapse. Yeah. So I get get why she's so, you know, Mm -hmm. closed off. But man, I feel for Reggie because Reggie is is um drowning Mm -hmm. and her mom is drowning too and it's like you know what they teach you if if you don't know how to swim don't try to save someone else right Right. you're both gonna drown right (laughs) so it's um it's one of those things Mm -hmm. so it's uh it's an interesting dynamic and then she has this partner who's not she might as well have a cat like he's just (laughs) not there there. Mm -mm. no oh yeah and he has his um grad school student Mm -hmm. and his his grad (laughs) students yeah (laughs) lover or whatever yeah so yeah so yeah that was was um episode seven yeah so favorite lines Yes, favorite lines. (laughs) So I I started last time, so you start this one. Okay, so I have, I think I have two. Okay. One is when, of course, Reggie was horseback riding and Joyless Joy (laughs) says, she's still on the horse. I guess that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one is from uh, Daisy Adair when Mm -hmm. um, they went to see the window washer fall I think that was the main attraction that day uh-huh. and he falls and she tells George it's weird how they always fall butter side down <laughs> <laughs> like those dope. are my two ones. that's a good one so <laughs> I have two as well yay so my first one is a conversation between Daisy and George not really a conversation is a <laughs> statement and then George's reaction to it uh-huh. when um she tells her um I once I once gave Errol Flynn a hand job in a convertible <laughs> and George simply says that's a nice story <laughs> there's this there's this a British show called Mrs. Brown's Boys that uh-huh. Miles loves and uh we say this all the time um, because Mrs. B- Mrs. Brown, who's the man playing Mrs. Brown, is, is mm-hmm. she's like the Irish Medea, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, anytime somebody tells her a story, <laughs> instead of just like saying, I don't care, she goes, that's nice. <laughs> so it's kind of that moment of George going like, that's a, that's a nice story. <laughs> also, nice. because... Every Daisy story is about her blowing oh, someone or giving something. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's my first line, my first favorite. And then my second favorite is a voiceover uh-huh. that George says when um, she is with Ron in her apartment. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's when they're in the apartment and she's starting to 
figure out that she really likes him. And she says, except the fact that he was mentally ill and I was undead, I was starting to feel like, it was starting to feel like a date. <laughs> oh, Georgia. <laughs> so those were my two fave. I really like this one. I liked all of them, but this one, like you said, because mm-hmm. it's one, it's centered in one storyline. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind I of know, the, the flow was better for me. Yeah. And I think it, it feels like the story had was you, they, they were able to flush it out more because they're not trying to fit in all right. the other stories that they usually tried to fit in. So yeah, it was a good one. I am. So I'm looking here for the title. So the next episode is called A Cook. Now, we have been seeing this dynamic in a few episodes between Rube and the new cook at the Waffle Place. Right. He's been, re- right? He's been sending back the eggs because the mm-hmm. eggs are never done well enough. And right. so we've had those moments between the cook and rube rube so um in this new episode a cook george gets a pet and rube takes a shift on the grill at their waffle house whoa so whoa this is this is a good one especially the pet because <laughs> it's super sweet um yeah, I, I, you know, I can give you like just the basics is that she reaps an old lady who has this sweet dog. Mm-hmm. And before the old lady crosses over, she tells George, you can't leave my dog here. You have to make sure that um, that she's taken care of. Right. And then she crosses over and George's like, uh, uh. so now she has a dog. <laughs> so oh, yes. It's very, very, very sweet cannot wait to see it so where can you find us well you can find us on instagram at infinite mm-hmm. underscore watchlist underscore twitter infinite watchlist and uh you can write to us via email at infinite watchlist at gmail.com and if you want to watch along, you can watch Dead Like Me on Amazon Prime on the IMDb channel. Uh, you can also find it, the IMDb channel on other um, streaming ser- services, I think like Tubi and Pluto. Um, you can also buy <laughs> the seasons on, on Prime, but uh, you can watch for free on the IMDb channel with ads. So yeah, so that's it. Um, Thank you for we will talk to you next week. Cue the goat.